From the protectors of the Internet, the Wisconsin Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force, it's the PKO Podcast with Carl and Dana. Welcome to the PKO Podcast, sponsored by the Wisconsin Department of Justice Division of Criminal Investigation, Wisconsin ICAC Task Force. I am Carl. I'm Dana. That's a mouthful. It kind of is, but you know, remember, you're, this is who I work for. So, Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I want to try it next time. I want to introduce it, it next yes. time. Hey, guess what today is? My favorite holiday of all. Happy Fourth of July! I love this day. I love the fireworks. I love the the brat, the cookouts, the every. I love everything about the Fourth of July. Stars and stripes. Of course, and... of course, Christmas is my favorite, ultimate favorite holiday. But Fourth of July is a close second. I love today. Today is an awesome day. I I, I like parades. Sun, right? Parades, candy, s'mores on the, over the fire. I love a parade. Everything about the Fourth of July. So happy Fourth of July, everybody! Happy Fourth, everyone. So today we're going to talk about parenting in the tech age, but from a parent perspective. And so we have a guest today, Jody. Welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here. So Jody's one of our colleagues, but he does not work primarily ICAC. So he's going to bring a little bit of a different perspective to this because we're going to talk about um, parenting in the home with technology as kids are becoming teenagers and, and learning the tech on their own and how that's working out. Yeah, because everybody's got a different way of doing things. We've suggested things through the podcast, through prior podcasts, how many times, but everybody has a different way of doing things. And as we go out throughout the state doing our presentations and speaking with parents and, and learning how everybody's different, it, it was a good idea to kind of get a different perspective onto things um, and see how everybody else does it. Mm-hmm. So kind of a unique perspective today. So thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Jody, do you listen to the podcast? I do. Do you really? Oh, I was expecting that. Why to are you acting surprised? I thought it was well because now I have to edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> what you listen to we're, our podcast? Well, we're also very busy. I wasn't sure that you'd actually listen to all of them. I know there's a lot of people around here that have like listened to a couple, which is good. But that's great. Thanks. So you have you have a son? I do. And he is how old? He's thirteen. And does he have any tech? He does. He has a iPhone. And he has an iPad. And have you guys done... So what did you do when you gave him that stuff? How old was he? So we kind of introduced technology at the point where he was going to be leaving school, or I'm sorry, leaving home on the school bus uh, Mm -hmm. by himself and then returning home at the end of the school day. And we wanted to be able to know when he was leaving, when he was arriving to ensure his own safety. Um, So we introduced... Uh, a non-smartphone a couple of years ago, and it kind of segued into a smartphone, an iPhone, uh, within the last year. And so we talked about what it means to have a smartphone, the access to different resources, um, the ability to make and receive calls, to send and receive text messages. He doesn't have email yet set up in his phone. And um, having come from the law enforcement background and knowing how technology can be used against kids, uh, having those discussions with him about being smart about your phone, making sure that the phone is secure, uh, making sure that uh, you have possession of your phone when you're not at home, and to ask questions about what you may hear your friends are doing with their phones. And um, and certainly downloading materials onto the phone, whether it be through iTunes or through the App Store, 
and kind of monitoring what that looks like for him. Um, it's been a lot of games. Sure. And I think um, he's really comfortable with that process. But as he gets older, his interests may broaden. And so to kind of keep track with him on that and make sure that that dialogue is open. Mm -hmm. So was it your decision to give him the iPhone from the flip phone or did he get pressured from other friends at school saying, Oh my gosh, you have a flip phone. Well, you got to get with the times. Did he do like a business pitch to you about why he wanted an iPhone? Actually, no, he didn't. It was kind of our decision because we figured that there would be uh, more features that we could enable on the phone to uh, keep him safe. Um, and so it was more of our decision to kind of migrate him from a non-smartphone to a smartphone. And, uh, but he has kind of embraced that. He did have friends with both types of technology, uh, but he wasn't a strong advocate of one or the other. Had we got him another non-smartphone, he probably would have been at peace with that. Um, he's kind of a, a simple sort of child. Um, <laughs> Nothing wrong but with I, that. He's I think gone. he enjoys having some of those technologies at his fingertips. So you do have some sort of monitoring on it, as you talked about, how you can kind of track what he does. Have yes. you found, how long has he had it? About a year, I think. Have you found him deviating in any ways from that, or has he been pretty good with it? He's been pretty good. Um, he's got maybe three or four games on the phone, and I think there's maybe one or two that he plays pretty regularly. I'm less concerned now about him downloading stuff that may be inappropriate. I'm more concerned with just the time that he spends on it playing games. And so that's a conversation that we have to have um, as it relates to school and just being smart about use of your time and how you apply yourself in school and what are the priorities? Mm-hmm. Tech-free times. Yeah. So like dinner tables, that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you find him at restaurants pulling the phone out, looking at it? Yes, and mm-hmm. we have to politely nudge him. We're having a conversation <laughs> here. This is family time. Um, let's have a conversation. You know, what what happened at school today or what you've got planned for the weekend or uh, what interests you and kind of directing him back to kind of that interaction. We're bad at that too, though. Yes. I have to watch myself if I'm you know, at a social function or a dinner or something that I'm not pulling my phone out and checking that constantly or something because, it, it, you know, just think of the example that it sets. Well, I think you get into that awkward pause of a conversation, whether it's with your significant other or a friend or whatever at dinner, and you're like, okay, so we're not talking about anything, and everybody goes right to their phone now because it's like, okay, I, I got to occupy myself because we're in this fast-paced type world where everything's at our fingertips. And at sometimes it triggers another conversational piece, but sometimes it can be annoying or inappropriate. But um, it's interesting. Anything that surprised you or caught you off guard so far since he's transitioned to this new device? Not really. Um, he was very interested in downloading some music. And so we kind of sync things up with the iTunes account. And um, so he's been able to download some music, and he enjoys having the music when he's doing household tasks. Um, But that wasn't really a surprise, and nothing he's done so far has been a surprise, but I'm sure that day will come. Very fortunate, (laughs) yes. So he's interested in gaming. Mm -hmm. Does he play play games with, uh, you know, multiplayer games? Or is he playing um, games where he's the only... Person playing. 
my guess is the games that he has downloaded have like multiplayer capability. Mm-hmm. Now, whether he is playing against them or just playing against the computer, I'm not really sure. Um, again, they're games that don't necessarily interest me, but perhaps I should kind of peel a layer off that onion to see exactly sure. what the nature of the game is. I mean, I think based on me looking over a shoulder here and there, it, it's fairly innocuous. It's not um, kind of those role-play games where you're kind of the first person and you're, you know, kind of a combat sort of scenario violent. or mm-hmm. violent. Um, they're more like a traditional arcade game. Oh, cool. So we'll see. Yeah. Hmm. Doesn't use his headphones when he's on the game or anything like that. So, I mean, that'd be an indicator of talking to somebody. Nope. Yeah. Hmm. Lucky you. Perfect. Exactly. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> and until he got his kind of iTunes account set up for music, he would go to YouTube and he would find the musical artists that he wanted to listen to. He'd find the song that they performed. Sure. And then he would play the video, which had the corresponding music. And you can... Um, we can get you set up so you can actually download the music. You can create a playlist, and then you can have one great song after another play for you while you're doing different things or outside, you know, riding your bike or kicking the soccer ball around. And so we're working on that. Cool. You have a tech background. So changes that you've seen throughout the years, not only in your law enforcement career, but your personal career, anything surprise you? Or what do you see coming down the road, do you think? Boy, that's a good question. And I kind of track security in terms of devices and you know having gone from you know single factor authentication to multi-factor authentication uh, fingerprint identification Um, I'm sure there are other biometrics that are probably either here or on the near horizon for you know mobile device security things just evolve Mm -hmm. and um Trying to stay abreast of that is sometimes hard. It is. And certainly for kids, um, although many of them have grown up with this, but I don't know how conscious they are about securing the data that they have that's on these mobile devices. Mm-hmm. Even on their, uh, even on social media accounts, we're still seeing so many wide open social media accounts where anybody can be accessing anything, pictures, photos, uh, status updates, locations, everything. And that shocks me yet to this day, given all the press out there about social media accounts, you know, you need to be private and do this and do that. How many even do that? And then, of course, how young kids are starting to get on there, 10 years old, 9 years old, having Facebook accounts um, and and leaving it wide open too. You know, um, it just shocks me uh, still to this day with all that authentication, with the fingerprints, with the fact that, you know, we can be so secure that still little basic things in life are still affecting us that way. So Carl and I have talked on previous episodes about the differences in how we set up our devices. There's a little bit of it. It's pretty much opposite. Um, <laughs> but for instance, he leaves his location on all the time, and I never do unless I need to GPS something. Um, but what have you guys done with your son's phone? Is his location turned on? Location is turned on, so we can utilize Life360. Mm-hmm. It's an Apple application, mm-hmm. and uh, we've been very happy with the ability to see when he's coming and going from the house or if we wonder where he's at because he's taking a bike ride with a friend. We can do a quick check, and because the location's on, it plots him on a map, and we can see that. 
Um, but maybe that changes at some point where he doesn't want mom and dad to know exactly where he's at. And so we'll have to have that conversation. At some that point. was my next question was how he felt about that. He's fine with it right now. Mm-hmm. Sounds like you guys have it really easy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> lucky for now. <laughs> a friend of mine uh, made, he has three kids and made all of his kids download the at life 360 app. It's a very, very, very good app and uh, can chat on it if I remember right. And yes. um, it gives you a pinpoint location. So uh, just a funny story. He was uh, sitting next to me in the car, and he texted his son, hey, where are you at? Knowing that he could tell he was still at his friend's house. Curfew was 10 p.m., still wasn't home. And he was like, oh, I'm at home. He goes, no, you're not. Get home now. <laughs> you know, And that's the type of thing that Life360 can provide for you, which is, which is pretty good. It's kind of almost like a, a Find My iPhone, except it has a chat feature in it, which is, yep. is, is, is pretty cool. It's a good app. And allows you to kind of build trust with your child um, and lets them build responsibility so that then you can take those next steps and maybe remove that mm-hmm. um, when they get to that age. So that's Absolutely. Good. Very good. Any uh, last sort of possible parental advice you could provide to anybody? I would be honest with your child. I would uh, keep those lines of communication open, let them know what you expect, and hold them accountable for their actions with their mobile devices. And uh, let them be kids, let them have fun, but let them know that um, it's a big world. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of people in this world that are looking to do harm to kids and um, to take steps to protect themselves. That's very good. I do have one quick question. Can I ask one more? Well, go ahead. I have so many questions. Um, So here's the one I wanted to share, and I forgot about it. You have a 13-year-old son. Yes. Okay. I think boys get curious maybe a little bit before girls as far as, you know, seeking things out. And now we have the internet at our at our disposal as far as searching things out um have has he come across anything that that you've been uncomfortable with or he's been uncomfortable with and talked to you about that or have you talked about um if he comes across adult content um those types of things we've kind of nibbled around the edges a little bit i haven't noticed anything he hasn't come to me with anything again i'm sure his friends are maybe in various stages of kind of development and so i'm not sure if they have talked about those things with him i'm going to go um, ahead and guess yes so um we'll have to have that conversation too yeah. we haven't yet yeah. okay cool i and just that, wanted to see cause... and that's not an, as a parent not an easy conversation to have either right yeah, so i mean rightfully so you avoid it as far as you can <laughs> Just yeah. from experience. Yeah. And, you know, we've talked a lot on the podcast and in internet safety presentations about um, going about that from the standpoint of if you do come across those things, you know, is that a realistic representation of a relationship? Does it make you uncomfortable? If so, what are some actions you can take to, um, you know, back out of that screen or do whatever it is or, or come and talk to me um, to figure out kind of next steps? So right. keep us posted. I will do that. Very good. As always, stay safe.